You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Scumbags! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Rage all you want. Let's roll. Level two. This is Sports Rage. I am Rexy, the Pips, the Players, the Hustlers, the people that bust them and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. Shout out to everybody in our chat tonight. We've got a fine crew uh, tonight. I see a lot of the old school in the house. Our boy Kyle. Kyle in Toronto kicking it. Degenerate Dean. Where is? Where are you at, Degenerate Dean? I don't know where you are. I think you're in, uh, I think Alberta? Are you, are you in Toronto? I think you you, you, you in the Edmonton. Where, where are you at, Degenerate Dean? Paco Healy's in San Diego. What's up, Paco? Uh, boy, Paco Healy. We'll see. We're supposed to go. We were supposed to hook up in Vegas, actually, for the Pac-12 tournament, but it really snuck up on us. And uh, we have the NFL draft, so we'll have an announcement, I promise, soon about the NFL draft. Hope to see you, Paco. We'll do an old-school road rage. We haven't done one of these in a little while. Pandemic hit some of our anniversary shows, so we'll sort of have a uh, we'll have a big party in Vegas. NFL draft. Uh, NFL draft. Uh, the the round one's on the Thursday night. Round two's on the Friday. So maybe you know we'll, we'll be all business on a Thursday and Friday, and uh, we'll be doing shows, and then uh, maybe Saturday we'll have the big party, big party in Vegas. Shout out to our boy. Uh, I see Bolt is in the house. Um. Now, who is this? This is Greg. Uh, Greg talking about the Paralympics. I'm glad you brought up the Paralympics. Actually, it sucks. I feel bad for the Paralympians. I've said this before. And I, I don't I don't understand this. Like it's these people have already been given a bad, you know, bad been dealt a bad hand. Okay. And there are some great stories in, in the Paralympics. Like just great stories. Like, yeah, man, I saw like a brother brother team and like just like I was watching some of the, 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 the stories of these people. Uh, just truly inspiring stuff. And they get buried after the Olympics. Like, I've always had a problem with that. Like, I don't understand. Either they should be at the same damn time, okay? It's not that hard. You have 100 meters, and then they come out in the wheelchair after for the 100 meter. It's not that hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? So at least the Paralympians are part of it instead of in empty stadiums. And you have them as like an afterthought after. Or have them before. Have them before, and it's as sort of a launch of the Olympics. All right, you know, the Olympics starting in 10 days, but the Paralympics are now, and people have Olympic fever, and oh, yeah, let's check this out. See, you know what I mean? I don't, uh, you know, it's just, and so I've always felt bad. I've always felt that the, Paralymp- the Paralympians get screwed over as it is, and now, on top of it, we're in the middle of a war, and, and Putin purposely waited, right, and everyone knew this was coming. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, all during the Olympics, he was he was putting tanks on the borders and, like, and basically his buddies, you know, with, with, with China. And, of course, there's this unwritten thing in the world about, you know, don't start a war during the Olympics, right? There's a truce during the Olympics. So Putin literally waited until the day after the Olympics started. The Olympics ended on the Sunday night, early Monday morning, and then boom. You know, the invasion began on Wednesday. 
late night anger management class. This is Sports Rage. I am Red Sea. The pips, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust up with everybody else in between. Just talking about the para Paralympic uh, Games, and I've always thought that they should be held at the same time as the Olympics so that people actually watch the Paralympic Games as opposed to it being an after afterthought when the games are already over. And... And now you throw in the fact that, you know, Putin waited purposely to to invade the Ukraine until after the Olympics to not overshadow the Olympics. And now, you know, clearly not the same respect. He wasn't waiting for the Paralympic Games, I'll tell you that. But I've always thought that they should be at the same time. It's not that hard. Have the Paralympics at the same damn time as the regular Olympics. You know, during the day, different hours, right before, right after, it'd be awesome. Right? It'd be awesome. All right, hey, we got the gold medal basketball game coming up, but before USA takes on Argentina, we got the Paralympic gold medal game on. Like, you know what I mean? Give them a chance for people to actually watch this. You know, it's, it's you know, it, it, the way that they're, it's treated like an afterthought has always upset me. And another thing, I swear to God, for the love of God, sports books, what the hell are you doing? I mean, we're, we, we, we place bets on Russian fixed ping pong in and, and Putin's basement in Moscow. You can't set lines for Paralympic hockey? You can't set lines for Paralympic basketball? Give us some damn lines to bet on this stuff. You, If you're able to bet on a sport, you'll watch it more. It's just it's point blank. Point blank. Say, listen, the Paralympics are on TV, and here are the numbers. Here are the basketball odds. Here's the ice hockey odds. We got odds for the games. Who do you want? USA, Canada, Sweden, who do you want? People should be able to bet on it. We're able to bet on WrestleMania, for the love of God. You're telling me, hell, I'll set the damn number if you want. Hire me, I'll set the numbers for the next Paralympic Games for you. All right? It's not that hard. You set numbers for everything else, it's the same damn thing. It's a sporting event. Why aren't there lines on this stuff? Sportsbooks for shame that you've taken so long to do this. I'm going to get you to do this. But, like, why? Come on. What the hell are you doing? If you can bet on it, you'll watch it. So, number one, put it on on a damn time that people actually watch this stuff. And, number two, give people point spreads so they'll actually bet and watch this stuff. But, Bano joins us next. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. You are listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci. Good 
the late night anger man for class continues. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Radio Networks. And of course, the mighty year 1090 ESPN Radio, the 50,000 watt juggernaut. Shout out to our AM radio affiliates. Let's bring in Ian Cameron, AK Babano. A lot of stuff to break down and chop up with Babano. What's going on, Babano? How you doing tonight? Yeah, it's good to be with you, Marenzi. It's been a great weekend of sports. Uh, a lot of hockey, NBA, college basketball, of course, with regular season winding down in the power conferences, conference tournaments in the smaller conferences. And I know we're a week and a half away from the big tournament, the NCAA tournament, and Selection Sunday's next Sunday. But don't sleep on the week ahead in college basketball. Conference tournament time is as good as it gets. And I know everyone's excited for the NCAA tournament. The conference tournaments get me just as fired up. Well, this is actually the best time of the year uh, right now for a college basketball fan. Listen, Babano, the, 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 the NCAA tournament's like New Year's Eve. That's for posers, right? It's, you know, <laughs> the, the money the money is made now. And and really, like, March Madness, people are like, oh, there's basketball wall-to-wall. No, now this is the week, like you said, especially coming up this week. This past week, we had the smaller conferences uh, with their conference uh, tournaments. Um, this week, we've got, the, you know, the, the big-time conferences are starting but this week guys there'll be basketball all day long starting like on tuesday there's going to be games all day long into the late night hours it's as good as it gets uh right now we crushed it uh this weekend it's a good thing because we didn't have the best week last week actually not so much with college basketball but just as a whole my account took a little bit of a beating uh but i've been building it back up we crushed the ufc we've been doing very well uh with the um uh we did we did very well uh, with college basketball over the weekend. We did pretty well with the NBA. Um, but uh, let's talk some NHL hockey right now. We'll get back to the get back to the college basketball overnight uh, lines. We'll get uh, some picks uh, from Babano, but let's start off in the National Hockey League because things are getting real in the NHL now uh, as well. Looking at the overnight uh, card, we've got a couple of interesting uh, games. L.A. and Boston being one of them, actually. Uh, of course, Boston beat down L.A., and then L.A. lost to Dallas the following game after that. But they've, they've gotten back on track of the Los Angeles Kings with a couple of wins. But, man, that was a smoke show and a beatdown uh, last week at the Crypt. It'll be interesting to see um, if things are any different. This time around, uh, Babano was, of course, Boston beat them on February 28th. 7-0 final score. What do you think about Monday night's matchup? So the one thing I've uh, really started to pivot with in the NHL is really trying to make a case for more underdogs as we get later into the season. Because, look, as we get later into the regular season, there's going to be more bigger money line prices to back the superior team. And that's just the way it is. Although you are going to see evidence of teams that simply aren't going to bring it every single night, even though they're they're the perceived better team uh, on paper. Uh, Look at Colorado against Arizona last week where the coyotes beat the avalanche look at the montreal Canadiens beating calgary you know and arizona beating colorado and look at what montreal's doing right now you know you have to throw out the full season records and realize that montreal's being priced like a team that is not like there's a bad team but they have changed the way they've played completely essentially since marty san luis gotten there from a confidence standpoint the defense is better and as a result there's legit value with a team like montreal right now in a spot like this here yeah that's all good babano but we're talking about the la kings and the boston bruins right now that's right and i'm going to get to this so in this game here la and boston there's a legit good case for the underdog uh, in this game with the kings and the bruins For the Bruins, they're off a long road trip that ended Saturday night in Columbus, and it was a pretty good road trip overall uh, for the Bruins. They had a very good road trip. One of those games was beaten down L.A. Seven and one in their last eight games. The Bruins, when Marchant was out, you know what I mean? They went through some struggles right now. But Boston are a dangerous-ass team of Babano. I don't care what their records are, where they are in the standings and stuff. I wouldn't want to have to play the Bruins in the playoffs. It's about their goaltending, right? To me, it's about the goaltending for the Bruins uh, in, in the playoffs. Uh, but what about this game, uh, Babano? What I about like L.A. I think I'm going to split up L.A. here plus uh, uh, at, at, the, at a plus price in both the first period and the full game because it's a treacherous spot for Boston. They played a lot of games on that road trip in a short period of time. You can make the case for L.A. They played a lot of games, too, and I believe they're at the end of their road trip, whereas Boston's coming home from a very long road trip. But the Kings got beaten down. They've won their last couple of games. It is kind of a back-to-back, but keep in mind the Kings played the Sabres Sunday afternoon, so this is not quite as yeah. bad. They're playing Monday night, so there's a little bit more turnaround time. 
uh, for the Kings in this game. I think they're going to be very much looking forward to this game and wanting some measure of redemption for 7 nothing losing at home to the Bruins. Obviously, the Bruins are playing well. It's not easy to step in front of them, but that's also why you're getting a price with a an L.A. team that's playing pretty good the last month or so themselves. So I like the Kings here in this spot at a very generous price. Historically, I've liked to bet against teams that have – it's the same thing in the NBA – teams that have good road trips in their first game back. Yes. If you had a bad road trip, then it's a little bit different. Then yep. then the angle doesn't work quite as much because it's like, man, that really sucked. we got to win. And especially in the to... first 20 minutes, they struggle, which is why I like the Kings in the first period, and, and that's why I'm splitting it up because I could see Boston really, you know, lethargic in that first 20. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I don't, like, you know what I mean? I think you, we don't know the battle. They're going to drop the puck. It's a random sport, all right? But one thing is hockey teams as a whole – when they get smoked by a team, or they get smoked in general, like it is a pretty good NBA teams will generally bounce back as well. Uh, but NHL, when a team gets drilled, they generally respond the, the next uh, the next night. Even though the Kings did lose, but I know I get your point, Babano. As far as underdogs, I bet I I don't bet favorites in hockey generally. I generally attack underdogs. I'm more of a puck line underdog uh, player. I get your point there, but it's not like the LA Kings are a bad team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I know what you mean when you're talking right. about like a bad team that is a big underdog. They can win games at this time of the year. That's not look, Arizona beat uh, they beat uh, Colorado a couple of yep. weeks ago and it burnt exactly. me yep. on, uh, you know, I, I'm in a parlay and I learned my lesson. But I'm just saying, man, I get your I totally get your angle. and I think it's a good one. But the L.A. Kings aren't a bad team. Like, no, you know what not. I mean? Like, they're, they're on, you know, they pretty much have the same record as Boston. And that's the important point here. You're getting plus 165 or so. You're not with a Arizona yes. in this game. You're getting it with the second-place team in the Pacific Division, the Los Angeles Kings, who are only four points back at Calgary for first in that division. I still don't think people realize how well the Kings have played over the last month. No, I don't think people have realized the Kings how well they've played all year, to be honest with Ben. I think people keep waiting for them to, to slip and – they kind of are. At this point, you are what your record uh, says you are. All right, so Babano uh, likes the Los Angeles Kings in this spot. He might be more courageous than me. I'm liking the Kings plus a puck and a half. I think they're going to be in this game. And you know what? I would actually, I think it's a one-goal game. I think they're going to be right there, and then, you know, whatever. Anything can happen after that. But I do think uh, that there is some value uh, with the Los Angeles Kings. Toronto Maple Leafs, these guys um, obviously have had a hard time keeping a puck out of the net as of late. Uh, Babano, 17 goals in their last four games. It's not just their last four games, but they also have no problem scoring uh, either. And both Columbus and Toronto have been strong over teams uh, this year, specifically the Columbus Blue Jackets, though. 35 and 17 to the over, Babano, uh, on the season for the Jackets. And uh, the Leafs are 30 and 23 to the over going in to Columbus uh, here on Monday night, total of six and a half. So this total open six and a half minus 120 to the over. I'm seeing minus 130s now, minus 140s to the over. And I'm starting to see sevens in a couple places. So if you like the over, get on this thing uh, because it's going to move. And look, the Jackets have been an over machine for a long time now. They can score goals with a lot of teams at the moment. With Patrick Lyonnais and Boone Jenner and Oliver Bjorkstrand, there's multiple players that are in great offensive form at the moment for the Jackets. It's a good offensive team. Problem is defensively. Problem is goaltending. Problem is penalty killing for Columbus. They've struggled mightily in all those areas, and as a result, they've been a pretty steady over team totals-wise for a long period of time. Toronto, I don't know, Gabe. All I've heard the last couple days, we got to try to get our defensive game back in order. Jack Campbell's got to figure it out, and I don't see either figuring it out. <laughs> They're still giving up goals, still having a hard time keeping the puck out of the net, but you would expect the Leafs to find the back of the net here against the Jackets in a matchup like this. So the over, the case for the over is pretty clear, and I'd probably stay away from either side in this game because I do expect Toronto to play well after a tough loss to Vancouver, but I don't want to leave That's a big number, battle. You're talking about dogs. Columbus have been playing better hockey as of late. I know yeah. they're coming in, they've lost two straight, but nevertheless, still, you know, their body of work over the last couple of weeks has definitely improved, and they're plus 190 on home ice. They beat them, too, a couple of weeks ago. I, I was on them. I remember, I remember that game. I took the Jackets plus a goal and a half, and that's what I'm going to be looking to do here. Jackets plus a goal and a half. More with a banner on the other side. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. 
I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Sunday, bloody Sunday continues. This is Portraits, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Kicking it on the mothership. Sports Grid Radio Network, Sirius XM Channel 159. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano. Kicking it with me. I am Gabriel Moranzi. Let's do this thing. We're talking NHL hockey right now. We'll get into the college basketball with Babano as well. But uh, looking at the overnight uh, NHL uh, numbers, uh, right now, so uh, Babano, to recap, if people are just joining us, uh, you think the Los Angeles Kings are worth a look against the, the Boston Bruins? Do you think they can win the game outright? I'm going to be taking them on the puck line, and you do like the over six and a half that continues to climb right now in Columbus and Toronto. Yeah, 4-3 and 5-4, the two previous head-to-head meetings this year, Toronto and Columbus. And like I said, Columbus has been an absolute over machine. Uh, they've cashed overs in seven of the last 10 games. Toronto, uh, they've gone, what, 7-2-1 and one to the over their last 10 games. I mean, both of these teams trending that way. Uh, it's going to be, by the way, Peter Morazic uh, in net for the Leafs on Monday night. It's a back-to-back for them. They play against Seattle on Tuesday. They're going to give Campbell the start at home against Seattle on Tuesday. It'll be Morazic uh, Monday night in Columbus. I would expect Merzlikens probably not will be the goalie for uh, Columbus. But I expect goals, I think. And, and if you like Columbus, here's an option for you. You could do a Columbus type of soccer bet, draw double chance, if you will, where if they lose an overtime or regulation, uh, you, you still win. And obviously, if they win the game, you win. And if you don't, if you want a little more value, if in addition to what you liked, Gabe, with the plus one and a half, that's definitely an option because we've seen Columbus play a lot of close games. Columbus has played two straight games beyond regulation. They lost an OT to LA. They lost in a shootout to Boston, uh, but they were right in every game. I believe the last Toronto-Columbus game here in Columbus was an overtime game as well, and the Jackets won 4-3. So, you know, uh, some kind of Columbus draw double chance, that makes sense to me. Ian Cameron, one of the ice guys, Babano on Twitter, throwing it down with us. I am Gabriel Morency. Florida Panthers are another team that can light the lamp. And uh, they have another strong over team uh, this year in the National Hockey League. The Florida Panthers are 33 and 20 uh, to the over. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Buffalo come in 26 and 26. Actually, um, stone cold, dead nut even here as far as totals uh, are concerned. What do you make of this uh, hockey game? We've got a six and a half on the board here. Uh, the battle, that's the total, and uh, Florida, minus 250 road favorites. You were talking about bad teams and underdogs being live. Do you believe the Buffalo Sabres are a bad live underdog? Well, they got shut out by L.A. 3-0, and they looked like they were stuck in mud uh, in that game. They didn't really generate much. 19 shots is all they had, although L.A. played a great road game, great defense. When they got that one nothing lead, they just put it on lockdown mode, and the Sabres really couldn't do much uh, about it. They do have a scary top line right now, the Sabres. Alex Tuck, Jeff Skinner. Skinner! Uh, and, uh, of course... Skinner! Yeah. <laughs> Skinner, Tuck, and uh, Tate Thompson, who finally didn't score, you know, in a game against the L.A. Kings, obviously, because they got shut out. But they've been fantastic. The problem is they haven't gotten a lot beyond those guys outside of Ocposo and 
Uh, and uh, Dylan Cousins has chipped in some goals a little bit here and there. But that line has been great. So can they keep it going here? Florida had a little swoon there. They lost three in a row. They bounced back and they've won two in a row. Three nothing against Ottawa. Six two against Detroit. You'll probably see Craig Anderson, the old 40 year old veteran in net for the Sabers, because Tokarski got the start against LA. He's actually been not bad lately, Anderson. This has a game where I'm worried about this spot for Florida because they got Pittsburgh coming up Tuesday night. This is a back-to-back. They're going to be in Buffalo Monday, in Pittsburgh Tuesday. So what do they do with their goaltending? Do they save Bobrovsky? I'd want two and a half, Babano. One and a half's not enough. If you gave me two and a half goals, I would take them. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's such a tricky spot because that's a huge game. Penguins are playing great hockey, and Florida knows it, and you know they'll be – uh, that's a big game in the Eastern Conference there, and you got little, little, yeah, little, they don't little look ahead though, here. Bano. Like they're not going to try less. No. Like when they're on the ice, come on, bro. Like you know what I mean? Like okay. it might catch up to them on Tuesday when they're playing. It's like, well, we played last night, and but you know, they're, it's they're... probably a dog or pass game for me, even though Florida's the much better team in this spot. You guys just don't learn that stuff, eh, Babano? That players don't know the schedule or care about that stuff. Like it's a million. It's just handicappers. It's all in your head. All that. Like that no professional ad like what do you think well we could take it easy so I'm going to conserve my energy tonight during my shift when I'm on the ice because I'm playing against Pittsburgh tomorrow so I'm not going to try Buffalo beat Minnesota and Toronto you know prior to losing to LA so this is a capable team when when, at at times so I'd be weary about Florida here I'm not laying any price with Florida not in this game but but, you know Babano I tell you all the time you don't listen though like the handicap you guys don't get it Dude, I, we had a guy in the Dallas Cowboys on, bro. He couldn't name he couldn't name anyone on the Cincinnati Bengals defense. He had no idea. He said, "Man, I can't name any of the guys on the team, but I know their Bengals are. I know their defense is good." <laughs> so, like, you guys think, "Oh, they're looking ahead to this." They don't care, Babano. The coaches know. The coaches are aware, and I. That's they're one worried. Million, yeah, no, that's one million percent something that is true. Like the coaches would be will be aware of that stuff. And they would be like, all right, like the defensive coach. You know what I mean? All right, uh, I'm gonna we watch the minutes a little bit tonight. That is one million percent true, million percent true. But as far as some athlete rolling in on the team bus, thinking, oh yeah, you know, we're, we're not really, we don't have to try tonight because we're playing Pittsburgh tomorrow. It's the stupidest thing ever. If anything, the battle like players, they're, they're so individualistic. They just, they're like, oh great, we're playing Buffalo tonight. Good, I'll score. You know what I mean? That's the way they're thinking. It's like, oh, good. I can we can rack up some stats uh, tonight. They do think about their stats. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but as far as look aheads and all that, God, dear God, I'd have I to think this in. could be a good first period over both teams to score. Oh, oh, first of all, over for the game could be a good bet. But I like the first period because Sam Reinhardt said when they beat down Detroit Saturday, Detroit was on the second of a back to back, and they said we had to really emphasize playing with pace early, take the game, really skate, really force them to make mistakes, knowing they were playing a back to back. That's the, uh, you know, the way Florida approached it against Detroit. And here they are playing Buffalo in the same spot. Buffalo's on a back-to-back. So you could see Florida really try to get the forecheck engaged early uh, and maybe try to force Buffalo mistakes. So there could be an, a, an ex- offensive explosion maybe in the first period. Ian Cameron, A.K. Babano, uh, with us. Um, yeah, it drives me nuts. I could go on and on. Like, like honestly, like, you really think right now, like they're sitting in a team hotel, hanging out together, like <laughs> talking about, you know what I mean? Talking about, oh yeah, after, after tonight. we play Pittsburgh, we play against <laughs> Philadelphia. And then after that, we go, we go here. They're not talking anything about hockey right now. Where like, they are. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, no, they're watching golf highlights. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're on the phone with their wife. Um, there's a dude right now, probably a bunch of them are in a gym somewhere. And a few of them are probably sitting in their hotel room feeling lonely, having a drink. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're just people. That's, that's the whole thing. Like, they show up. All right, who are we playing, coach? Right? Who are we playing? Let's do it. Uh, but the coaches totally are aware of that. And as far as the Panthers are concerned, uh, the Panthers are just an over-machine, guys. If you're into trends and just facts, not really trends, but the Panthers are 6-1 and one in their last seven games as a road favorite. Uh, they're six and one to the over in their last seven road games because they're basically favorites in every game. Uh, they're five and one to the over against the Atlantic uh, Division. Uh, they're five and one to the over against teams with losing records in their last six. We can go on and on and on and on. Man, it seems like we're just taking the over in every game uh, tomorrow night in the National Hockey League. Colorado and the Islanders. The Abs are on the East Coast. Uh, Abs minus uh, 220 road uh, favorites. 
The total surprisingly not six and a half here because you yeah. know the Islanders are involved. We got an even six. It's almost low by today's uh, standards. And uh, you are correct, uh, Babano. They they went to seven at Fanduel with the Columbus game. It wasn't, and they did. They just they popped it up to uh, they popped it up to seven. Wow. All right. So uh, Colorado and the Islanders even total of six here. Avs minus two twenty on the road. What do you think of this one? Well, people are saying, why do you like so many? Why is it over, over, over? Are you ever going to like an under? Well, did we? Did you know what happened on Saturday or see what happened on Saturday uh, in the National Hockey League? Nine and one to the over uh, in the 10 games uh, on Saturday. I missed out on that. <laughs> like, I was too busy when I was betting. I killed it on Saturday, but I, yeah, yeah, I had a few hockey games. I had the Canucks, and man, I knew the Canuck Leaf game. The Canucks are another one, but battle. these guys are an over machine right now. Like you said, the league is playing to the over uh, right now, just point blank. It's, play, it's playing to the over, but what about the Avs and the Islanders? So the Avs lost the big game against Calgary in overtime. That was a phenomenal hockey game. Had everything. Up and down, breakneck pace, great chances, good goaltending, uh, terrific goals, uh, a big fight, too, from Lucic and McDermott, which was a heavyweight tilt. The game had it all. It was a playoff-type feel in Denver. Uh, they lost an OT. Gaudreau won it. So Colorado's definitely in bounce-back mode, and they're better than the Islanders. So this is not one underdog I'd be looking to bet uh, on this card. It would be Colorado maybe in regulation. I, I don't like what I'm seeing necessarily from the Islanders. I know they beat St. Louis on Saturday 2-1 to one, to snap a two-game losing streak, but just consistency is bad. What are the Islanders off a win? I know it's not good. Marenzi, I'm going to take a look because I know they beat St. Louis, but I know they've been awful trying to keep it going, trying to string two wins together. They have been completely in a, unable to do that. The Islanders. The last time they won, Babano. So, like you said, they beat the Blues. They beat the Blues. The last time they won before that was when they beat the uh, the Ducks four nothing on the 27th. Yep. And the following game, they lost five three to this Colorado team. Uh, before that, the last time they won was February 22nd. They followed that up uh, with a 4-3 loss yep. to the Sharks. 0-7. I just got it now. 0-7, yeah. their last seven games after a win. 0-7, yeah. Same thing, exactly. They beat uh, they beat Boston, and then they followed that up by losing to Montreal. <laughs> so, it's a good call. Good uh, yeah, point, pointing this out. So, Islanders, these guys don't win two games in a row. Let's just call it out for what it is. No, and they're playing Colorado off a loss, which has been as automatic betting on that as betting off against two the losses. Islanders off a win. Should note, uh, Colorado also lost to Arizona. Uh, but better. They lost to Calgary and they lost to Arizona. A rare two-game losing streak, which has rarely happened this year for the Yeah, Islanders, but so. you, you're not really going to lay that price, are you? No. We're going to take regulation. regulation? Yep. Yeah. There's a minus 220 uh, right now. The late night anchor class. Uh, puck line is, uh, you get plus money actually on a puck line, so that's not crazy. You're getting plus, uh, plus 124, 125 right now at minus one and a half. We'll hit the Battle of Alberta, Edmonton, and Calgary on the other side, and we'll get into some college basketball with battle as well. The late night anger management class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com/slash active cash. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. 
all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Sports Rage Sunday, Bloody Sunday. Let's do this thing. The quickest 108 minutes of sports talk radio. We're breaking it down. I am Gable Morancy, Sirius XM Channel 159, the Mighty 1090, ESPN Radio, Sports Map Radio, Sports Byline Radio, the Armed Forces Radio Networks. We're kicking ass. Let's do this thing. Ian Cameron throwing down with us. And speaking of kicking ass, um, the Calgary Flames have been kicking some serious ass uh, this year. And... We were just talking a couple of moments ago about look-aheads and players not knowing the schedule. I'll tell you what, the, you know, the, the Calgary Flames and the Edmonton Oilers definitely know when they are playing against each other. The Battle of Alberta, no love lost between these two teams. It's always been uh, this way. Uh, Calgary Flames have a battle. Big-time favorites in this game. Do you think the price is too high here in a rivalry game? I mean, we talk about the records and stuff. We know Calgary is the better hockey team, but... This is like, you know, this is Auburn, Alabama, Michigan, Ohio State, et cetera, uh, Bears, Packers. The Oilers and the Flames do not like each other. And uh, right now the Flames are nearly two-to-one favorites, but Battle. Minus 194, total six and a half. Yeah, this one's interesting. I, I kind of lean Edmonton right now. They've beaten Calgary twice this year. They're getting a good price. I know they've lost now. Uh, the, you know, the Jay Woodcroft coaching change, which was so good early on, they've kind of leveled off. They've lost to beaten Chicago. three times in a row, Babano. Excuse me, I just to jump in here. Three times in a row they've beaten them. They beat them 5-3 yep. on January 22nd. Yeah, and they beat them. Um, they beat them early in the season. So the, yeah, the times the, this season. Yeah, beat, the last yeah. time they played was last year. But Edmonton yeah. beat them uh, then yeah. as well. But who cares? But and even who cares about the October game? But nevertheless, it just goes to show it's a rivalry, guys. Anything can happen in this in this game. Anything can happen, and Calgary's off the monster win against Colorado. Can they keep it up? I mean, three of their last four. They played great. It's not easy to step in front of Calgary. But the good news for Edmonton is it's going to be Miko Koskinen and net. He's been better than Mike Smith lately. He's not Ugh. perfect, but he's played better hockey. Uh, the last the game weeks. away the other night. I was watching, man. That was the Chicago brutal. game, yeah, he made the horrible flub with the puck. There's no doubt. Uh, and that was really the one gap he's had. He was terrific. No, he's all right, though. He's not as bad as people make him out to be no. here. And he was terrific against Philly, and he was terrific against Florida when they beat the Panthers 4-3 and down in Florida on that road trip. So he has been good lately. I'll kind of lean into the big plus price here with Edmonton in this game here. Uh, Calgary, look, Calgary lost to Montreal at home. They're playing great, but there's some numbers that su- suggest Calgary is probably going to regress just slightly. I mean, they're still very good, and I like their complete team game. And Jacob Markstrom in net should be in net after they gave Dan Vladar a bit of a surprise start on Saturday night. But uh, I think this price just a little bit too lofty here toward uh, Edmonton. As far as the total, maybe this could be one under because – want a game that stays under because Edmonton's looking probably to tighten it up after losing to Montreal 5-2. Calgary would think they don't want to run and gun with Edmonton the way they did against Colorado. That was kind of more up and down than I think Daryl Sutter uh, would like. And you do have Koskinen playing a little bit better. Markstrom back in net for Calgary. Six and a half total. As long as there's not too many penalties, and that's always the concern in the Battle of Alberta because it's always so physical. And sometimes you get them in the penalty box parade, which is not good for unders. But if you can avoid that, this could be a game that can stay under. Ian Cameron, Babano, joining us. Follow him on Twitter, at uh, Babano. He is uh, one of the ice guys as well, a daily NHL uh, podcast uh, where they break down uh, every game. But let's uh, break down the college basketball board uh, right now, uh, Babano. Great time of the year, as you brought up uh, earlier. Yeah, especially tomorrow. I'm looking forward to tomorrow. My favorite conferences are in action. (laughs) I'm a Big Ten guy, but um, Horizon League is in our wheelhouse. Uh, We bang the boards on the West Coast Conference uh, nightly uh, here on the program as well. And we got some Colonial action. I got in on Townsend uh, to win uh, the the Colonial as far as the futures are concerned at plus 140. They're taking on Delaware. It's not going to be an easy game for them. They get Delaware at 6 o'clock Eastern. Horizon action, Wright State versus Cleveland State. Uh, the game is uh, is a pick'em. The, those guys are rivals as well. That's going to be a great game. San Francisco, poor poor bastards. The Dons, great win against BYU. That's the good news. Bad news is, unfortunately, you get Gonzaga in the semis as opposed to potentially in the finals. West Coast Conference action: San Francisco, Gonzaga, uh, Zags laying thirteen, total one fifty four, and Santa Clara, who looked great on Saturday night against Portland. And I tell you what, man, Santa Clara has been a little bit of a roll right now, guys. They're 8-2 and two straight up and ATS in their last 10 games. 
uh, getting a, a very good St. Mary's team. St. Mary's laying a five spot there. We got uh, NKU, Northern Kentucky, and Purdue Fort Wayne in action. Fun, uh, fun Monday of basketball of a battle before the full slate starts on Tuesday. It is. It's a it's a very interesting slate. I'm um, just looking at the numbers now. What I might be, geez, pick them with Wright State, Cleveland State, which is probably right where I'd have it. That Take one is Vikings. Take Cleveland State there, my battle. They are well. The, uh, the problem is the number one seed never wins that Horizon League. They really don't. And at some point, it seems the number one seed gets tripped up. And Wright State's good enough to trip them up, in my opinion. So uh, we'll see how that one goes. Uh, when you look at the season series history, for the record, just gonna throw it out there for the record, Cleveland State, um, Cleveland State beat them twice. Twice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I'm not buying into the theory of it's hard to beat a team three times in a row. No, a and in so. fact, it's the opposite. That's a, sort of like the the look ahead crap of battle. And in fact, Ralph Michaels, who does a great job with his database, uh, Ralph Michaels and Wager Talk, he actually um, had a big graph about this, and it's pretty crazy. But battle, me and Teddy talked about this on Thursday. College basketball, the team that wins twice in a regular season wins 71 percent of the time, yep. the third time. And they right. cover 53% of the time. So that whole thing about beating the same team three times in here. So, pilot, you know what I believe? In football, I think it's tough. In the NFL, I think it's tough. I think that's it's a little bit different in the National Football League. Um, like, you know, we saw with San Francisco uh, and, and the Rams and stuff. But I get it, man. Listen, it's a toss-up. And you are right about the Horizon League. The, the favorite often will stumble. But number one, we're not in the final yet, so they still have room to stumble. And number two, the favorite has stumbled in the past, Babano, in this conference tournament when there's been sort of a bigger favorite. They're kind of evenly matched, these teams, right? Yeah, Cleveland State, whatever, but they're all pretty evenly matched. I like, listen, I'm a Cleveland State guy. Um, I'm a Viking fan, but I think they're going to beat Wright State again. They beat them 85-75. Uh, they beat them 71-67. I say they beat them again. But uh, what about San Francisco and Gonzaga? Uh, that one, I kind of like the Dons a little bit. I mean, Gonzaga wasn't exactly, you know, smashing the point spread down the stretch. And all Mark Few's team has to do is win these games. Margin is of no importance to them whatsoever. Uh, they are, The problem is they're off that loss to St. Mary's to end the regular season. Does that maybe, you know, be a slap in the face, like a splash of cool water, wake them up a little bit and have them re, uh, you know, just. No, it's, a, it's a tournament game, Babano. No, why, why do you got to overanalyze all that stuff in their head? They're basketball players. It's a game, Babano. They're taking a court against the Dons. They're not thinking about what happened last week or this or that. It's a game against the Dons. The tomorrow. problem is the Dons have not matched up against Gonzaga in either meet, meeting this year. That's my big issue. Gonzaga's not been covering point spreads automatically down the stretch, but 78-62, 89-73 Gonzaga in the two regular season meet. It's hard to wrap my head around betting against Gonzaga, knowing they just destroyed this team and took them apart twice uh, this year. What's going to change here in this one? So I, I lean Dons because I think Gonzaga is just trying to get through and win, not necessarily win by margin, but they just San Francisco hasn't matched up. I like the other game more. Uh, I like Santa Clara. I think they've got a real shot against St. Mary's. I was impressed with the uh, Bronx the other night uh, and what they were able to do against uh, Portland. They took them apart. It was a very impressive win. They've got multiple scores, multiple shooters. They're a very explosive offensive team. And I think they can give St. Mary's trouble. You look at the regular season, they split the regular season series. St. Mary's won by eight. They barely covered a seven-and-a-half-point home favorites in Moraga in the first meeting. And Santa Clara won on their home gym, 77-72. I think the points are worth taking here. Santa Clara's covered four in a row. Uh, they've been playing, I think, their best basketball for Herb Sendek down the stretch. Their offense, even for a good defensive team like St. Mary's, is going to be tough to stop. I think plus five is good there with Santa Clara. Yeah, Santa Clara, you're right as far as their offense is concerned. They've scored 80 or more points, guys, in five straight uh, basketball games. The total is 139 in this spot, which, you know, uh, cosmetically, you'd be like, well, that's kind of high uh, for, for a St. Mary's game. Uh, but as Babano uh, alluded to, they played to a 77-72, so they got to a buck 49, and uh, they played to 138 as well, 73-65. Santa Clara's playing their best basketball of the year right now. This I wish we were getting a little bit more, but the oddsmakers aren't giving money away. I totally get it. Um, fun game. Fun game. That's the nightcap uh, tomorrow night. And, guys, it starts at 11.30 Eastern time, and that's what they're saying it starts at, which it really won't. So this is going to be cool. This game's really probably going to tip off when we start the show 
uh, on uh, Monday night, some live in-game action. Um, all right, uh, Babano. Uh, what do you uh, what do you think about that uh, Delaware and Townsend game? That's the only one we didn't uh, we didn't hit. Like I said, I got Townsend to win this tournament at plus 140. Well, it's going to be Delaware Towson in the first uh, Colonial semifinal, and uh, Towson won both meetings, 69-62, 69-57. And let's be quite honest, this has been the best team in this conference all season, all conference season long. Towson's been the most consistent in a conference that a lot of teams struggle defensively. Yeah, they don't struggle defensively. Towson's one of the teams in this conference that plays very good defense. Uh, and that is probably going to make a difference. Uh, you look at just 63 points per game, 41% shooting. They're better at that end of the floor than certainly Delaware and many teams in this uh, conference. Delaware's given up 71 points per game their last five games. There's an eight-point-per-game difference. Field goal percentage defense numbers are worse for Delaware. I think Towson probably wins a third straight uh, against Delaware. It's just going to be a matter of how many points are they laying. Uh, we don't have a number yet for this game, but I'd expect them to be in the range of probably two, two-and-a-half-point favorites on a neutral. That's where I'd put them. Yeah, you know what? It'll be interesting to see. It's a good point. Delaware kind of a surprise here. Everybody everybody loved uh, – um, people were talking about this uh, this tournament. People were not talking about uh, Delaware, and people were talking about Hofstra, right, being that second choice. And College of Charleston had other ideas. Yeah, Charleston and Wilmington Hofstra. in the other semifinal, and Wilmington's. That's a good you know, game. That's a good game, and but Charleston with the big upset against Tofstra, you've got to give them credit for that. But can they do it again? And Wilmington's just been this point spread machine. I really liked how they and they played the earlier game as well. Matters a little bit, and it was an easy game for them. They cruised to an easy victory, double digits against Elon. Charleston. Uh, Charleston's cruised too, though. Charleston went yeah. wire to wire as well. Charleston did too. I just think when I look at those teams. I like Wilmington. The Seahawks have been very good. They've been probably the next best team outside of Hofstra and Towson. The most consistent team in this conference has been Wilmington. So I think Wilmington would be the side I'd lean with. Again, we got to see what the number is, but I'm not really looking to bet against Wilmington at the moment, especially because I cashed a ticket with Wilmington minus four against Elon on Sunday. Overnight uh, NBA, the Bulls are at the Sixers, six and a half. Uh, right now, Sixers laying six and a half, 229. Atlanta Hawks and the Detroit Pistons. Pistons have been covering a lot of spreads uh, lately. They're not an easy out. Uh, they're getting eight points on their home court, 227 and a half. Uh, man, Miami are laying 15 and a half to the Miami Heat. It's tough with NBA basketball, though, guys, with overnight picks just because of lineup uh, situations in the NBA. Uh, Minnesota minus 15 and a half against the Blazers. Big number there. Utah and Dallas. That's a cool game tomorrow night. Uh, Dallas Mavericks minus one and a half. The Lakers. LeBron drops 56. Coming off a rare win. Roll into San Antonio on Monday night. Lakers getting two and a half. And the Golden State Warriors coming off that loss. Get nine at Denver. And the Knicks seemingly play every day. Uh, Knicks are in Sacktown tomorrow night. Uh, Babano. There's the uh, the NBA Slate and Babano breaks down the NBA as well. Uh, Babano, where can people find you? Uh, find me on Twitter, Apple Bano, Bub, Pub Sports Radio, NBA Pub Hub, Monday to Friday, college basketball show Saturday morning, and Ice Guys NHL seven days a week. Twitter, Apple Bano. The late night anger management class, Sunday, bloody Sunday. Thanks, Babano. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. 
The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oh, yeah. It's a late-night anger match for class. This is Sports Thanks to Ian Cameron for kicking it with us. The Big E, Eric Cohen, uh, will throw it down with us. Big man on campus was going to join us, but he was a late scratch. Uh, we'll get him on uh, later in the week. We'll talk some college basketball. We just talk college basketball and NHL hockey with Bob Bano. Um Man, we had a great weekend of college basketball. Let's see if we can keep this rolling into Monday. We were talking about the Cleveland State game. You know where I'm going with this. If you tune into Game Time Decisions at 6 o'clock Eastern on Sirius XM Channel 159, then you know that I am a Viking. Right State. Right State versus Cleveland uh, State. I tell you, these these teams don't like each other uh, very much. And uh, now they're playing each other in a big-time uh, big time spot to go to the Horizon League Championship game to play the winner of Northern Kentucky and Purdue-Fort Wayne. I'm going with Cleveland State in this game. Uh, we'll dig in deeper to the Northern Kentucky game, although I am leaning with the Norse yet. You know, that's not an official pick. I will give you an official pick. I will be on Cleveland State. San Francisco and Gonzaga, the Dons are going to be in some trouble here. Let's just call it out for what it is. The Dons are going to be in some trouble here. Gonzaga is going to dial it up a notch. This is their last. Um, this is their last games before the NCAA tournament. Mark Feud's going to want these guys playing uh, their best basketball. I think San Francisco are in the wrong place at the wrong time against the wrong team. Man, simple as that. All right, San Francisco have been good this year, and San Francisco are getting in. Right, they're they're going to squeeze in the dance. So. This conference has been so good this year, actually. It's not just a case of Gonzaga and everybody else. All right, these teams are getting in. So I think the Dons the Don's will be fine. It'd be better for them if they didn't lose by, like, 52 or something. You know what I'm saying? Which I don't think they will. But I'm in no hurry to be taking a Dons plus 13. And you guys know I'm an underdog better if I can, but I can't make an argument for this. Gonzaga, they ain't going to be playing around. Totals 154.5 in that game. The Santa Clara... St. Mary's game, ooh boy. Already a little line movement. It was five and a half. People are buying into uh, Santa Clara right now. Red Hot, eight and two straight up. ATS last 10. Level three coming up next. This is Sports Rage. Bring it. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.